When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Post Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis and the countdown to Origin 2 on SEN. So Cummins on 40. Just three to go. Big gap on the offside. Robertson to him here. He rides the bounce again in defence. He's in no hurry. He needn't be. Could be a single. Huge gap through the offside. Robertson to Cummins. Steers it down. The third man. It's got plenty on it. Will it reach the rope? They'll get at least a couple. Dive in. It's four runs. No. It's knocked no. over the boundary <laughs> rope. Pat Cummins drops his battered helmet and wheels away in celebration. As he should. Australia. <laughs> where they fell two runs short on this ground in 2005 due to a stunning unbeaten stand of 55 here this afternoon for the ninth wicket. Cummins and Lyon have led Australia to one of their greatest Ashes victories by two wickets. Cummins not out, 44. Yes, Pat's bat taking down Basball. Captain Cummins with one of the captain's knocks for the ages. The winning runs, that partnership with Nathan Lyons, plus the four wickets too to get them there. Does this change your opinion of Pat Cummins? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. The Australian captain has been one of the most decisive or divisive figures in Australian sport over the last 18 months to two years. Does this change your opinion? After one of the wins of the ages and for the ages and ashes, maybe one of the greatest, greatest of our lifetime. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. thanks for your company on what it is. A great day to be an Australian sports fan and a great day to be a Queenslander. We might be about to lose fantails, but we are one up in origin. We're one up in the ashes, and over the next three hours, it is going to be a sports lover's dream. All the reaction of bearing the demons in Edgbaston, and it's already started. The Daily Star in the UK, the newspaper over there, their headline is screamed, what a kick in the balls!" Yeah, exactly right. Did you see it through last night? Ended the early hours of this morning. Or were you like me? Did you pull the pin after Head or Kerry got out? 13 13 55 736. I want to hear your stories about watching it or missing it. And if you missed this, if you woke up this morning to this news, the news that you will be hearing all day, what does it compare to? What else have you missed? What else have you slept through? What else have you walked out on early? One of the all-time great Australian wins. I reckon it's up there with Jeff Horn. I reckon it's up there with Australia too. Um, what else am I missing? One of the all-time great wins, 13-13-55-0467-736-736. As I said, we are going to meld this into Origin 2. Tonight at Suncorp Stadium, what a 24 hours of sport. How good. Mal Meninga after 10 o'clock today. The Australian coach, the 13th immortal, and as Australian coach, he's got a fairly big job to do tonight. 
He's got to pick man of the match alongside his fellow selectors in Laurie Daly and Darren Lockyer. We will be speaking to Michael Kaspervich as well. In fact, it's a Michael-a-thon today. Michael Kaspervich to get his take on the Ashes and what now, but also, again, Edgbaston. The Demons might have been mar- bar- bar- buried there, but have they been buried for Casper? Uh, And another Michael joining us, Michael Hancock, Queenslander extraordinaire. That's right. Three knees Hancock running side to side. Uh, He has been part of some great origin victories. We'll get his take on what Queensland need to do to seal the series. It will be their 14th series in 18 years if they get the job done tonight. History is on their side. It's been 25 years since New South Wales have levelled a series at Suncorp Stadium. They've only done that once, and even when they did level the series, they didn't go on to win it back in 1988. But history is also against Queensland. We haven't won a game two in six years. 2017 was the last time we won a game two. Kevy was coach, Billy was full back, Tim Glasby was making his debut. Oh, wow. 13-13-55-0467-736-736 to be part of Queensland Sport's biggest conversation here on SEN. It is Queensland's new home of sport. If you're listening on 6.93am or 16.20am on the Gold Coast, uh, all comers will be taking um, your calls, your thoughts today. Uh, after 11 o'clock, our simulcast will be back. That's right. Matty White, who shares this slot with me in his Sydney studio, will be going toe-to-toe, head-to-head, whatever you want to call it. I have the honours this time to kick things off because last time it was all him. But now it is Queensland's turn. It is in our backyard. We'll be celebrating everything Queensland today. As I said, the reaction, the fallout from the ashes as well as that drip feeds through from the UK. And it's not just the men's ashes. In the next 24 hours, tomorrow night, we get to pile on the pain again because our women's side, they kick off their Ashes campaign. It's a test to start things off. You've got three one-dayers, three T20s, and a test match. But the red ball cricket kicks things off uh, at Trent Bridge tomorrow night. Rachel Haynes, uh, former vice-captain. She's not there now, but she's been part of so many Ashes victories. I'd love to get her take on this. It's the changing face of probably, if not, no, I'm not going to say probably. I'm going to say they are our greatest sporting export. Our women's cricket team. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Greg, thank you for your text. I watched the cricket for four and a half hours last night before I realised I was watching the day before. <laughs> hey, Greg, don't, no, don't, don't, don't worry because of the rain delay, and this is what makes this victory even more special. The entire first session was washed out by rain. So they did put a replay on the day be- of the day before. What time did it kick off? Just after 11 o'clock. Oh, I gave us no chance. I, I, I honestly thought in two session, sessions we had no chance. But Usman Kawaja, um, man of the match, fantastic knock from him, uh, not only in the first innings but in the second as well. It set things up. But, again, Pat Cummins. In an over, he hit two sixes and a four. That was off Joe Root, wasn't it? And that changed the complexion of the game. So the question to you today Pat Cummins, has this victory changed your opinion of him or does it reinforce your opinion? You may not have had a negative opinion around the Australian captain. Maybe it was a positive one. Does this reinforce it?
13 13 55 0467 736 736. And now, time for Ben's Snap Judgment. Yes, it is State of Origin, and one man who's going to be pivotal tonight is Ben Hunt. There's been a lot of noise around the Queensland hooker and the Dragons captain, and it's coming from the Saints' territory. Whoever picks up Ben Hunt in the wake of State of Origin, I believe they should have to pay a transfer fee. I don't think it's the perfect way to end the whole players breaking their contract issues, but it goes a long way, I think. I think it would make players think twice about breaking their contracts. Now, I'm not having a go at Ben Hunt here on this because his reasons are solid for wanting to get the hell out of Dodge. The Saints are sinners as far as their front office and their board are concerned. This is not new. These are questions and issues he raised uh, to 10 weeks ago. Things need to change. You need to get better. You need to do better. And in Ben Hunt's mind... Nothing has changed. Nothing has got better. So the Dragons captain wants out. The Dragons captain wants out. That's how bad it is. The captain of the club wants to walk mid-year. Do you blame him? Will it affect his origin performance tonight? Who knows? But do you blame him? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Would he think twice if there was a transfer fee attached to his name? Right now, there is no incentive for players to stay other than their contract, which we know is not really worth the piece of paper it's written on, to stay. And if they want to get out of a club, they can, so long as the club allows them to. But again, most clubs will say, okay, you don't want to be here. How do we manage this for both parties to get out? Because what's the point of having a player, having an employee who doesn't want to be there? Their productivity is not going to be down. Their pro- so their productivity is not going to be there. It's going to drop. And it could infect and affect the rest of the organisation. Not suggesting for one minute Ben Hunt would do that. But when you look at this in a bigger picture sense, I think a transfer fee could help. Players will then negotiate a fee like they would normally. And if not, well, that's where the clubs come into it. Players will always get their money. Regardless of what contracts they have, they will always get their money regardless of where they play. So it is weighted in the player's favour but not the clubs. They lose an asset, maybe one that they've developed themselves, one that they've put a lot of money into, a lot of time into, maybe building a team around. The countless hours, the hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes in some cases millions. When you build a club or put time into a player, what compensation is there for a club when they want to leave? It leaves the club out of pocket and without a player. Surely there is some compensation deserved. Who pays? That's the big question. Well, I think it's got to come from the club who picks up said player who wants out, but then they would have to negotiate with that player to come to a deal where they split it. Let's say it's a $300,000 transfer fee. You go halves in that. The club pays it up front to start with, but then you claw back the half of the transfer fee, call it 150000 in this case. 
over three years, you just knock 50000 off the price of that player coming to your club. Does that sound fair? Do you think a transfer fee would make players think twice about walking out on a contract that they have? They do it all around the world in other sports. In fact, they do do it in the NRL. We've seen Carl Opelau leave the Broncos and the Bulldogs paid a transfer fee for him. There is even the suggestion that Ben Hunt may pay something of a transfer fee or some compensation will be going to the Dragons. Transfer fees on players who want out. I think it'll make them think twice. But I also think it's the fair and reasonable way going forward that the NRL should look to change the culture, change the mentality of players who are disgruntled, players who have better offers, players who want out. What is a contract worth these days? How many times have I come on here and spoken to you about this and you've spoken back complaining about players wanting out? Where's the loyalty? What's a contract worth? Well, let's give them incentive. Let's, or a deterrent rather than incentive of leaving. Put a transfer fee on it. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, we are doing it this morning, all thanks to Red Bull, V, Monster Energy, and the leaders of caffeine that we've had after staying up for the majority of the night, even though I didn't see it through. Uh, what about you? Uh, the ashes and a win, that is. Throughout this next three hours, we'll be recounting that as the reaction comes through from the UK. We'll be uh, bringing it to you, but also counting down to State of Origin 2 here in Queensland. Cannot wait for this tonight. SEN will be calling all the action. And you have the choice of three. You've got the straight down the line call, hear that, on the app. Or you can select a Maroons bias call. Scott Sattler, Matt Rogers, Drury Forbes, and our radio rookie calling all the action from a Queensland slanted point of view. Or if you're like Slam and Sam sitting here in the studio with me with a Blues jersey on, you could go down to the Blues radio path as well. SENQ, Queensland's new home of sports, 17 minutes past nine. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. There we go. Slam and Sam back to his, well, I'm not going to say best as far as Origin Pump Up songs. Sam, what, what was what was that one? Is that? Bit of Nirvana in Bloom. Oh, Nirvana. Yeah. Okay. Had yeah. the Nirvana shirt on yesterday, but New South Wales jersey today. Uh, how did I, how did I not pick Nirvana? Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Origin Pump Up songs, Origin moments and Ashes moments will be littered throughout uh, this morning uh, as we are seeing headlines come through. Pat's bat taking down Bazball. Um... Let me have a look at this one. Oh, Razor, good morning to you. Ben, who dropped the ball and threw the forward pass last night and allowed Taylor Swift to announce their concert tour? Oh, Razor, every parent of a teenage daughter in Brisbane today are hanging their heads in bewilderment and shame because Taylor Swift is not 
coming to Brisbane. What, three shows in Melbourne, two in Sydney, none in Brisbane. Tay-Tay has said nay-nay to Brisbane. Uh, if you're a parent of a teenage daughter, you're feeling my pain today. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. All right, let, let's get into State of Origin. How can we not? It's one of the great days of the year. Made even better by that Ashes win uh, this morning. But tonight... We look to take out our 14th series in 18 years. Can you believe that? One man who's been there and done it all from for Queensland and from the Broncos' point of view is a well is a man where I wanted to find out where he is now. Even though I do see him around the traps, it's like, hang on, what is Mick Hancock doing now? Where is he now? Wednesday, let's bring him in, Michael Hancock. Very good morning to you. Benny Davis, how are you, champion? Mate, I'm very well. Can you explain to us all what you are doing now, where you are in 2023? <laughs> this is your life, is it? Um, yes. Yeah, mate, look, I've, um, we've been doing the same job I, in partnership with the, the Green Bank Services Club down the Logan region. I work um, for the Brisbane Broncos and promoting those two organisations, and I work in our game development department, which we have a lot of ex-players. You know, we have Mick DeVere, we have Matt Gillette, um, Jack Reed, Andrew McCulloch. Um, our David Stagg has just left. He's gone over to the dark side, gone to the Dolphins. But you know, so look, and we, our job is to go out there and help and educate and teach the game and give every boy and girl the opportunity to be the best they can be, which hopefully that entails giving them a chance to one day you know, play in the NRL. Oh, outstanding stuff. So many are coming through that pathway. In fact, we're seeing some pathways tonight as part of the curtain raiser to uh, to Origin tonight. It's the, it's the Rise Academy, which I know is an NRL program as well. But again, the, the pathways that the NRL, that the Broncos are, uh, are part of and, and the fact that you and, and former players are, are bringing in that next generation, mate, it's outstanding stuff. Origin Day for you. Yep. What what is it? I mean, it gives us tingles, but what does it mean for someone who's been there and pulled on the maroon and done it before? Um, I think it's the same like everybody else. It's it's actually more enjoyable now because you know you don't have to uh, you don't have to play, so you don't have to put up with the nerves. You don't have to put up with the stress. Um, you know, am I going to catch the ball on this big stage? Am I going to you know miss a tackle? You know, I mean, all those things that go through your head. And you know, but again, those players are experienced enough now to understand what's expected from them, um, what's needed from them. And what it means to put on a Queensland jersey, and I'm sure New South Wales are exactly the same. But you know, Freddie's still not getting it. You know, taking your shoes off and grounding yourself is probably just that needs to be more than that. You know, I mean, I, I was uh, I went to the first Origin game and I was sitting next to Steve Blocker Roach, good friend, and um, like you said, and he was frustrated in himself about you know, I mean, certain things that New South Wales do. Look, you know, it, it's a hard it's a hard gig. It's not an easy gig, um, but. Again, I was just listening to some of that um, footage from the cricket. I think it might have been Joe Root, and he said it talked about we had a game plan, they had a game plan, and their game plan was a little bit better than ours. And I suppose when we look at the first game in in Adelaide, both would have had a game plan, um, go out there, and if they don't stick to it, well then the coach gets frustrated, coach killers as they call them. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's it's not an easy gig, and like I said, but again, the boys would be very excited now. It's going to be a bit chilly tonight. Um, yeah, but again, Queensland at home, oh, can't beat it, can't wait. I know, it's going to be good. Just on that game plan, Michael, I reckon you've tapped into a psyche right there. It, it, it didn't work for the Blues in game one just. I mean, it, it was a close game, and by rights, yep. by rights they should have won. <laughs> they, were, they, they had a, an extra man advantage. They were up with yep. uh, with under 10 to go, and, and yet Queensland came home. So it seems like they've chucked that entire game plan out. 
they've I know they've lost Appy yeah. Corris out, and so you had to replace yep. him, but they've brought in a two-hooker formula. Uh, Tavita Pengai Jr. was there to add power, punch, fireworks, aggro, whatever you want to call it. Well, he's gone. So yep. they, 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 it's yep. almost like they've tossed it all out and started again. It, it, that, what does that tell you, Michael Hancock? Oh, well, they're clutching. You know, I, mean? I, I would have went. I would have went with Cook in the first game myself. You look at um, Coruscant. Look, he comes. He's playing in a team that's coming last in the competition. He might have had a couple half good games there towards the end before Origin was picked. But I just think Cook. You know, he's been there. He's done that. He knows what's expected. Mm. He's quick out of dummy half. So that in itself puts pressure on the defensive line. Where Appy's a good player, he's strong defensively. When you look at his attack. He doesn't do a lot in attack. I mean, he brings his forwards onto the football, but Cook's the other way. Cook goes, and then then he then looks for the support of the fullback, and or obviously, you know, it might be the centres or obviously the five eight. Different different game plan because we've got different players, and you've got to adapt to them. I see some of the players on in Queensland; they're all playing mind games about who's going to start and who's going to do this. And but honestly. They've got to go out and defend them anyway. You can have the best form you know, game plan, but when it gets out there, you've still got to adhere to it. You've got to play to it, and you've still got to make the tackles. That's pure and simple. Like New South Wales didn't make the tackles. We had 12 men, and that was a uh, was a fantastic effort to, to win a game and score two tries with 12 men. When does that ever happen? That hardly works in the NRL, let alone at, at the, the ultimate level in state of origin. So... Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, what their game plan is going to be this time. You've got a different halfback who plays differently to what Cleary does. Um, can him and Luai match up and, and play better? I think Teddy went after the game. He said that he wasn't going forward. Yeah, he got yards, but he was just prancing around the middle there, not not going forward and, and not getting the metres that New South Wales needed. You know what I mean? But Quainton, on the other hand, um, Cotter, you know, Paddy Carrigan playing 80 minutes. What a fantastic effort. And then our two wingers go down. Yeah. So, again, and then we've got, we got different players in there. So, you've got to adapt to them. I'm sure now with, with um, Xavier um, in the team, your game plan is going to change as in the kicks across field. You know what I mean? So, I've heard New South Wales are going to change. Now, you're going to put um, Toto, who plays on that side of the field every week, and then you're going to change him to the other side. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, because you, you get to familiarise yourself with what you need to do when a kick's coming up. It doesn't matter whether the guy's six foot or two foot, you know what I mean? So you're going to change him. So that could be um, into Queensland's hands, that's for sure. Uh, Michael Hancock, a man who's played on the wing for the Broncos, for Queensland and for Australia, knows knows exactly what he's talking about. Um, Mick, I'm just, I'm just thinking when you said it, it's not often you come back with all that adversity, but... I, you made your debut in the '89 series, like there's yes. a there's a there's a series that we know about adversity in <laughs> Queensland. I mean, no one left on the bench, blokes broken, guys still running, yep. over, yeah, broken legs. I mean that it, it, that was your era. That was where that was born. Yeah, well, we still had the king, mate. So when you got the king, it's like having fourteen men against thirteen, mate. So it's it's always even better. <laughs> and I watched I watched the documentary last night. What a fantastic show! I really enjoyed it. You know, I mean, got a little bit of insight on what I mean. I know him pretty well, but the biggest thing I got out of watching that that documentary when and that's just when you think that you've made it at, at that elite level. And I come into a system at like the late eighties when the Wallys, the Genos, and Dowlings and you know, Kineskis and Bacos and you know, I mean, and Elf was just started. But what what you thought and when you knew that you thought you had made it is that 
I remember scoring my first try. I remember seeing when Elf scored his first try. When most blokes, when they score their first try in Origin, the first bloke to pick everyone up was Wally Lewis. And you knew then when the King picked you up, you know, that you had some respect off him. You know I mean? And you had to earn that. It wasn't just given because you get to put a Queensland jersey on. You had to earn that off every teammate, and especially him, the person that's played, you know, 30-odd origin games, eight-man matches. You know, he just knew what um, uh, what the Queensland jersey meant for. And to get that and score a try at that level and then him to pick you up, yeah, you knew that you had some respect. And then that gave you confidence in knowing that, yep, I'm part of this team, I'm part of this jersey, I'm part of this state. And you just went on and you played from there. And you did whatever you needed to do. You know, for the guys beside you. Michael Hancock, give me a jersey and mouth guard. I want to run out there now. Outstanding stuff. <laughs> You've got the hairs on the arms standing up. I love this. I love this. Uh, you enjoy tonight, mate, and let's hope for, hope we can make it a, uh, well, a 14th series in 18 years. We get to seal it tonight. Yeah, at that's amazing. Time. I heard that. Yeah. I heard you saying that. That's, that's amazing, isn't it? Like, and then I remember before we went on that run, like Origin's been, what there was in 20-something years, there was two points between the two teams, mm. like in, as in points. And then there was like one game between them. It's been such a, a marvellous um, invention into rugby league and where it's come from and, and how it's evolved into this absolute beast. And we can sell it to any other state. I mean, we could sell iced Eskimos. Now let's go and play it at Antarctica. People can still turn up. <laughs> you know I mean, it's just such a fantastic game. And um, and tonight's not going to be no different. You know I mean, and you know, you watch the Queensland fans when they need it, they'll, they'll stand up and they'll give them an extra 2%. It might be an extra six points. So that's what Queensland's about. When you walk down Caxton Street and people are cheering and they're giving it to the blokes with the New South Wales jerseys on. Yeah, that's origin. This is what it's about. And that's what it means to be a Queenslander. Great stuff, Mick. Appreciate uh, appreciate your thoughts, your insight and your expertise. Uh, Michael Hancock, still part of the Broncos family uh, with the development, but uh, Queenslander through and through. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736, We're getting carried away, but I love it. It's time for a news hit. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Such a beautiful feeling here. He goes, we are outside edge bastard. Solar panel purchases will be up <laughs> be this up. morning. Be up. I'm purchasing and yeah. investing in solar panels I'm after investing. that because what Cummins did was ice cold. We have had five days mm-hmm. of wankery over Ben Stokes' captaincy. Yep. All rightful praise, by the way. Yeah, sure. Creative, inventive, yep. always proactive in the game. Oh and what about God. Gary over the top? I just, <laughs> I tell you what, it was a quiet press box yeah. when that happened. It was a quiet press box. Not so so much before that, not so much before that, and then we're traveling down the lift. Won't attribute this, but yeah. uh, we did hear an English journal say, like, bottle jobs, bottle jobs. Bottle jobs. Why don't you play popper cricket with your magic yeah. tricks? <laughs> uh, the boys from the Great Cricketer podcast are coming out of Edgbaston. That's right, as the fallout continues to one of the all time great Ashes wins, we'll bring that to you. The Aussie boys. <laughs> Calling it as they see it. Solar panel. Solar panel Pat, they call it. Pat Cummins. As he... Whoa. As he... (laughs) 
Yeah, he might be on the... Was that the Venger bus? He might be on the Venger bus too after that. Hey, you let a New South Welshman start pressing buttons in the studio and that's what's happened. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. I'll get to your texts about Pat Cummins in a moment and this Ashes win, uh, but it is also Origin Day here in Queensland, one of the great days of the year when the cauldron lights up. But one tradition that we have... Well, it's been taken away from us. And I spoke about this yesterday was, well, it's the team bus going down Caxton Street. We heard from Brent Tate. We heard from Benny Elias. We've heard from both camps about how good it was, how it was a motivator. Yeah, a motivator for the Blues as well. How it was inspirational, how it was, well, it just had the the hairs on their neck standing up for so many different reasons. And there is now a call to bring it back down Caxton Street. Would you like to see it? The Origin buses coming down Caxton Street. The reason it was canned in the first place was because of safety reasons. Can they do it safely? Well, let's head to Caxton Street now. Luke Millers is on the line. He's part of the, well, he's the head of sales for the Lord Alfred, the LA and lefties on Caxton Street. He's on the line now. Uh, Luke, very good morning to you. Happy Origin Day. Probably one of the biggest days of the year for you. Yeah, thanks very much, Ben. It's our biggest day of the year, so it's absolutely brilliant. We look forward to it. Weeks out, and uh, we've had news crews through all morning. The, the atmosphere is absolutely electric already, and well, it's not even not even 10 o'clock yet. So it's, uh, it's going to be a big day here in Caxton Street. A big day, and it could also be an even bigger night. The, the buses coming down Caxton Street, the last time we saw it was 2011. It, it, there, there's a push on for it to return. Yeah, there is. And look, I'll be honest with you, it's no different to what it was in 2011. We're still going to expect the same amount of people down the street. It was safe back then. It's safe now. Basically, it's, it gives the teams an opportunity to come down and actually be smack bang in the centre of their supporters in front of the ones who love them. And it gives them that last little push on. I mean, these days, the first time you see the teams when they come on TV just before the game. Well, back in those days, you'd be sitting there, there'd be people chanting, the buses would be rolling down, and, and the place just come alive with electricity. It was, it was amazing to see. Well, I think it's part of our, our, our DNA, the, the, the fabric of what makes Caxton Street the, 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 the most... Uh, well, I guess our most popular street in, in the city, our most recognisable. For, for fans who come from interstate, from south of the border, they know it, they flock there. The players love it. There, there just doesn't seem to be any reason why this can't happen, although Queensland police keep citing safety reasons. Yet, you're right, in 2011, they were able to do it. They did it in 2009 as well. So what measures could be put in place or, or, or have you been speaking about to actually make this a reality again? Well, look, at the end of the day, I mean, it, it all comes down to security. It comes down to safety of players. We don't want to hurt the players. We want to give them a bit of fun. We want to give them a bit of support. The, the amount of police presence in the area tonight, I can tell you, is second to none in the whole state. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Queensland Police Force do a fantastic job in manning Everybody, and it's you think, oh, a bunch of footy people, there's going to be dramas all night. It's actually funny. It's probably one of the safest nights to be out in Brisbane and Caxton Street of any night of the year, and they are coming swarms. The people come in swarms, and I can see you now that there wouldn't be an issue with it. People aren't stupid. We all want to have a laugh. We all want to have a good time. But now he's going to jump or throw himself under the bus. And you wouldn't need any more police presence of from what's there already, would you? No, you wouldn't at all. They actually closed the street down. So they closed it down fairly early. 
and the police are up and down the side of the street the whole night. So, I mean, to, to get the few extras, I can tell you now that the hotels are the last put in just to pay for an extra three or four just to take them down the street if they needed it, but they don't need it. They definitely don't. It's not like the old days of cans coming over the top of your head in the southern stands when it used to be concrete. Lane Park, I mean, this is a, this is a safe thing. This is a bus. It's... um. You know, it'd be great to see it again. Well, that's the other thing, Luke. I mean, the, the cost of living is so high now. No one's throwing beers or, or anything at the buses because we can't <laughs> bloody afford it anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey, good, sure. <laughs> good good to chat, mate. Enjoy tonight. Have, have a safe night and uh, soak up the atmosphere. Luke, Luke Mellers from uh, Lefties and uh, uh, Hotel LA. Lord Alfred in Caxton Street. Um, there we go. Right there. One of the origin traditions that I feel needs to be reinstated. Bring the bus back down Caxton Street, don't you think? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Look, if you are heading to the game tonight, gates open at 5.30. If you've got a corporate ticket going one of the corporate boxes or functions, 5.15 is when it opens. But 5.30 when the, the gates uh, swing open for everybody else, for the general punters. 5.45 is the first game. The Rise Academy. It's Rise Maroon. Uh, against Rise Silver. Now, the Rise Academy, I mentioned just before with Michael Hancock, it's an NRL Pathways Academy where they take students, they take uh, the youth of Australia who want to enrol into this academy to teach them about not only rugby league, to provide pathways in coaching and refereeing, even being a player, administration as well, but it also teaches them health and fitness and nutrition, um, sport and team camaraderie. So that's what you'll see at 5.45 on field today. Then we get to the pre-game entertainment at 7.30, of course, kickoff at 8.05. But the pre-game entertainment, it's, um, mm, how do I put this? It's, it's underwhelming. What about me? Very pointed on that, Shannon Noll. Yeah, what about me? What what about Queenslanders? What about Suncorp Stadium and entertainment? Um, Shannon Noll, and this is no knock on Shannon Noll, but he is going to be the pre-match entertainment. Shannon Noll. Uh, 2023 Australian Idol runner-up. Oh, we love Nolsey. Knock around, bloke. But fair dinkum, is that the best the NRL can come up with? Pre-match entertainment for one of their showpiece events, if not the showpiece event. It's the jewel in the crown, state of origin. And we get Shannon Noel. In Adelaide, they had the living end. They had a Melbourne band playing in Adelaide. I mean, surely Shannon Noel... In the fair income department, uh, it, it smacks of, well, it smacks of a promotion because the pre-match entertainment, Shannon Knoll, in conjunction with KFC, Shannon will be performing his classics as well as new hits, including the Fried Night Footy anthem released earlier. Friday Fried Night Footy, the chicken ad. Fair income. You're going to the footy, the best... We've got the elite of the elite, and we're going to see Shannon Knowles sing an ad about chicken. Come on, NRL, do better. We deserve better. Fans deserve better.
Where's Barnsley? Where's anyone? I mean, Shepherd, they're a local band. There we go. Roll them out. Again, not a knock on Shannon Knoll. But surely we can do better than the 2003 runner-up of Australian Idol. 131355 0467736736. You've just been handed the keys to the car. You've just been handed the budget for the NRL pre-match entertainment State of Origin 2. It could decide the series at the spiritual home of rugby league in this country, if not the world. The premier rectangle stadium on the planet. And we get Shannon Bloody Knoll singing a chicken ad in the fair income department. But if you've been handed the keys to this, you've been given the budget, who do you get? Who do you get? 53,500 paying their hard-earned to see, yes, some great footy, but it's more than that. It's entertainment, isn't it? Shannon Knoll. Chicken. We'll get to your calls and texts straight after this. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis and the countdown to Origin 2 on SEN. Rocket, that's for you. A bit of Wolf Mother. If Rocket was in charge, Wolf Mother would be the pre-match entertainment for Origin 2 tonight. Instead, we've got Shannon Knoll. Uh, 13 13 Uh Mal Meninga standing by. And also, we have Michael Kaspervich coming up in the next hour too. Cannot wait to talk this. Yes, Queensland one up in Origin. Australia one up in the Ashes. We might be losing fan tales, but we are winning in the sporting world. Just on Ben Hunt. Sean, thank you. He's on the line from Bundy. He has said, Ben, thoughts on Ben Hunt. What's to say there isn't any underlying family reasons as to why maybe it's affecting his mental health and thus impacting on his family life? Or maybe his parents are sick. Something they want to see their kids able to spend more time with their grandparents. There are so many reasons why he may be on the move. Just because the Dragons are a mess of the club, doesn't mean there isn't any deeply personal reasons many people change jobs for the betterment of their family. Sean, uh, spot on, 100%. Uh, and this is not having a go at Ben Hunt at all. I just said overall, when it comes to players breaking contracts, how many times have we seen players get out of contracts and go to and change clubs for whatever reasons? But there's got to be some sort of incentive for them not to do that or maybe a deterrent. That's why I'm saying transfer fee. A transfer fee that the club who is going to benefit from getting their services has to pay. And then they can come to an agreement with the player who's going. Go halves in that transfer fee. Skim a bit off their their contract each year to recoup those costs. I think that's only fair. Fair for a club who, one, loses a player. A player that they may have built a club around, uh, may have built a side around. Uh, have put money in and invested into. Develop them as a junior. What compensation do they get? The clubs are left holding Nothing. And do they get any compensation for it? That compensation doesn't go to paying another player. That's what the salary cap's for. This goes into the club's coffers that they might be able to spend on 
new coaches or a welfare officer or a development officer. I know there's soft caps coming into the coaching area, so maybe that's not a, 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 a possibility, but development officers and bringing the next big star through. Surely that's where that chain goes to. Keep them coming through, though. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Mal Meninga standing by, but we are blessed today in this country, in this state, to have two massive sporting events. We're coming off the tsunami of an Ashes win, a win for the ages, rolling into Origin 2 tonight. Over in England, SEN calling all the action and our man on the ground, Barat Sandarason, caught up with the people's champ, the man of the match, Usman Khawaja. Usman Khawaja, have you caught your breath yet? Uh, almost. I'm still pretty excited, to be honest. Yeah, I got. Uh, I think the heart hasn't fully come down to my natural heart rate, but yeah, what a game! What a win! Uh, that that ebbed and flowed the whole way through, and it was pretty special at the end. And before we get to how the run chase played out, just being a part of one of arguably one of the greatest test matches of all time, and what does that mean to you? Yeah, so much. I mean, I watched all that 2005 series. I watched Ash Best in 2005. It still sticks in my head. I was, I said it earlier, I was there when Stokesy played probably the best innings I've ever seen uh, last time at the Ashes to win Headingley. Unbelievable. But I've never been really a part of a winning side and being able to just do it. And then, it's all these Ashes folklore, you know. You, you hear about, you know, Beefy's Test match or Andrew Flintoff doing what he would do, and you always want to be a part of it, but you just never dream to be a part of it. So being a part of a team that actually was involved in one of those games, hopefully we'll be seeing highlights for a very long time. That'd be nice. It'd be very nice. What do we call this? The great escape from Cummins and Land? But they looked so much in control throughout that partnership. It was like, it was a matter of fact. Yeah, I, I don't know how. I was I was nervous on the outside, and they just did it so cool, calmly. And Gaz is not a calm person, we know. <laughs> but I, he walked off the field, and I just kept smacking him on the chest, calling him Stone Cold. And I was like, "You are Stone Cold," because <laughs> he, he just him and Patty. Yeah, it's um, it's never easy out there, especially they had a few runs to chase. And on day five wicket, the ball was quite soft. The new ball actually helped us a little bit, I think. The ball came on a bit nicer off the bat, but you still got to do it. So, yeah, how good was that? Uh, and oh, Nathan Lyon played, I guess. Turn into Viv Richards. Turn into Viv Richards, that uh, flick over midwicket. I thought, like, well, like, does he even need to be batting in a helmet? The boys were laughing because they asked me to give a recount of what I thought the wicket was like. And I said, guys, if it gets close near the end, I actually think it's a wicket where it's easier to hit over the top than it is along the ground, just because it's so slow. I said, I know that sounds silly, but... That's what I feel, and he did it, and all the boys were laughing. He's like, oh, he took your advice, he took your advice. So it's pretty funny. He still executed. It takes a lot of balls to do it. Very impressive. And, and like, before the partnership happens, Uzi, you make that incredible 100 in the first innings, your first ever in England, and clearly it meant a lot to you. Uh, but just uh, the way you, you play today, uh, like you said, it, it was a pretty turgid pitch. It wasn't coming on either. Uh, so what was your game plan, and, and did it work out? It didn't work out exactly the way I wanted to. I wanted to be there around the last hour. I wanted to be there. And then my plan was as soon as the last hour hit, I was going to go into the next gear. Unfortunately, I got out before that happened. Um, I just wanted to take it deep. I didn't want to lose too many wickets too early and then not give ourselves the chance to win the game. So the whole day today, I fought myself. I wanted to go over the top against the spinners. I wanted to play more shots against the pace bowlers because they had the field spread. But I just kept fighting myself. I'm like, just keep going, keep going. Take it as deep as you can, as deep as you can. I would like to take it a little bit more deeper, but 
I think we got deep enough to give ourselves a chance at the end there and to put enough pressure back on England. And yeah, I mean, unbelievable innings from the boys at the end. And just finally, just where were you when Pat Cummins glided that ball to to third man? And what was your first reaction? I was hiding in the change room. Me and Matt Renshaw were just there was too much nervous energy floating out here, and I couldn't take it. So I just I started. I watched the last 30 runs in there on a delayed TV, which didn't help. So I was just listening to the sounds. I could tell if someone hit a single. I could tell if there was a four or if there was a two. I could tell every time. And then literally, I just heard the balls go up. And so I screamed and I just sprinted out and I didn't even see the last wall. I didn't even see what happened because it was a delay for three seconds. So I just jumped on Hoff and almost Hoff on uh, Josh Hazelwood almost fell over and then I just got into the yeah, into the huddle with the boys. What a win. Beautiful. Get yourself a diet cockles, congratulations. We'll do. A couple maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding stuff. Barat Senderason with the man of the match, the people's champ, Usman Kawaja. The fallout keeps coming, the reaction keeps coming, the headlines are popping up in the UK now. Star Sport are saying a real kick in the Bazballs. Glory slips through England's fingers, says the Daily Mail. The mirror is saying Basball none, Osball one. Does this change your opinion of Pat Cummins? Mark from Kalanga, it does. Pat Cummins, when he bounced Ollie Robson, uh, Robinson for his ridiculous send-off of our man Uzi, on your bike, Ollie. Yeah, well done. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate that. Text 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Yeah, rolling straight out of the ashes and into origin. What a 24 hours this is going to be. Our man of the moment, the 13th immortal, the Australian coach, and he is picking the man of the match tonight alongside his fellow Australian <laughs> selectors. Mel Meninga, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every single day. Mel, you were up early this morning and maybe not for watching the cricket. I, I saw you on Sunrise. I was on Sunrise, Ben. Yeah, so it wasn't that great in, insights by Uzi there. That was yeah. that was excellent. Um, yeah, great victory for Australia. Us, all Australians, obviously, very proud of the team and what they did in you know, in game one at uh, Ed's Bashton. So congratulations to all the team. Well done. Uh, yeah, and I was at Sunrise. So um, obviously talking about origin, Ben, but also um, very important um, thing happened in our game at the moment. Um, you know, we're trying to uh, lend uh, tremendous support for Daniel Anderson. Obviously, under his circum, you know, tragic circumstances. So, you know, there's a we're raising funds to help uh, Daniel and his family. He, he's in desperate need. He's got no medical insurance, and obviously, he's got to obviously go through his uh, recovery period. And you know, he's in, in great spirits. You know, he's doing his best to uh, to you know get going again, I guess, in life. But he's in great spirits, and but he, he needs some desperate desperate funds. So we're we're promoting um, that Daniel. Andersonfund.com.au, uh, um, so anyone can donate to help Daniel and his family get on get on in life. Yeah, uh, is there a Daniel Anderson round on the cards, Mel? Yeah, there is. Yeah, so it was you know in um, obviously with Daniel's you know great service to our great game, you know rugby league, mm. um, you know, the the NRL has um, you know petitioned a, a game for round twenty five uh, for. Uh, the Daniel Anderson Fund, so to raise some funds for Daniel. So, um, you know, fantastic um, initiative by the game. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's sad and it's tragic. Um, like I said, Daniel's in the, the right spirits, but he does need some help. 
yeah, exactly. Great cause, mate, to, to jump on board. Um, and on a day, too, when the Rugby League world is watching. Origin 2 tonight at at Suncorp. Um, you, you've been there and done it so many times before <laughs> as, a, as a player uh, and as a coach. Tell me, do you give New South Wales any chance tonight? Yeah, of course I do. I mean, Origin's Origin, and that's why it's so great is because any any team can win it. It's a 50-50 affair. And even though it's at Suncorp, you know, well, our, our ground, uh, our cauldron, um, you know, um, but New South Wales, they're desperate. They have to win. They, they can't, they cannot lose. They can't go there tonight thinking you know, any of those sort of things. So they're a very dangerous footy team tonight. And, um, and, you know, I know Billy will have the Maroons up. So this, it all goes well for you know, a fantastic game of rugby league. And, and, it's going to be very combative, I would suggest to you. So it's going to be one through the middle and the forwards have to, you know, take initiative. With, with New South Wales being so desperate, backs against the walls, I mean, that's very much a Queensland trait, that. But I, I remember you saying uh, along the journey when you were coaching Queensland, something that was stuck in my head, you, you've always told me that a Queensland team would never be complacent. But, I mean, surely human no. nature comes in somewhere about this mouth. <laughs> I mean, the fact that New South Wales haven't won or squared a series in, in, in Queensland in 25 years. And even then they lost yeah, the series. So, But human nature comes into play, surely, when, when complacency comes into, into, well, complacency, is that the word? Well, it's not complacency, no. So you know, New, New South Wales is heavily motivated, obviously, to do really well. They have to win. So, you know, they, they're coming to Suncorp to, you know, to usurp history. You know, they're coming to Suncorp to say, listen, it is possible. It's their greatest challenge, you know, for 25 years. So um, that's their attitude. And they'll come with a spring in their step. But, you know, the thing that I've, well, I understood around Origin or any contest um, is that if you're, if you're one up, it's something, there's something just in the, the back of your mind that's, that there's a comfortability there. It's not a complacency. It's a comfortability in the back of your mind mm. saying, well, if we lose this game, we've still got another chance. You know, it's a yeah. second chance type attitude. So Queensland will come really prepared. So, you know, wh- how I address, how I explain that, it's like a Reuben Cotter in the first game, he got man the match and deservedly so. He was diving on the football. He was getting to the football first. There's a, a ball rolling on the ground. You know, the Queensland team with a, and players were the first to jump on it. Um, you'll you'll get a really good indication tonight. Well, whether are Queensland up for it um, to where New South Wales are, because those little bounces of the ball or those little things that you know go against you, um, you got to win. You got to win those little contests, and that's where that's where Origin is is won. You know, Murray Tongalangi actually you know stopping two tries. So he, does he stop a try yeah. again tonight, or do the New South Wales wingers they stop a try? You know what I mean? So like desperation. It's, it's, that's a desperation, commitment, and you know they're motivated motivated by you know the fear of failure. All those sort of things come into play in the heat of the battle. It's not talent. You know, it's all around character. It's all around commitment. It's all around all those sort of things that are really important at Origin time. So not complacency, perhaps the lack of desperation could be Queensland's. Yeah, it's a, comfort, it's a yeah. comfortability in your own skin knowing that, you know, you've got a second chance.
Yeah, no, it's true. Human nature. We've got to overcome that. Uh, Mal, yes. um, I'm looking at the time now. It's coming up to 18 minutes past 10, and it's only 16 degrees too. Jeez, it's a bit sharp. Uh, when we come beautiful. back from the yeah, – beautiful, exactly. Good, <laughs> good, good. Well, coming from someone from Canberra, you'd think this is the tropics. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I'm sweating. Yeah. Uh, after the break, we'll, we'll go through the changes. Uh, who's better off for the for the changes that have come into? But also where it's going to be won, what Queensland needs to do better how they need to negate New South Wales tonight. Mal Meninga, my guest, as he is every Wednesday, the Australian coach, the 13th Immortal, and he gets to pick the man of the match tonight too. Here on SENQ, 18 minutes past 10. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Ah, yes, and what a morning it is. 1-0 up in the ashes, 1-0 up in State of Origin. It could be 2-0 after 10 o'clock tonight. We cannot wait if you last that long. Today's show brought to you by uh, Red Bull, Caffeine, uh, V's, Monster, whatever any drinks you need to get yourself through. Um, Val, don't worry. We've got them on an IV drip here (laughs) to to pump us through. Uh, Mal Meninga, my guest, as he is every time this week, uh, every time at this time of the week, on a Wednesday. Um, Mal, I'm just looking at Razor's text coming through. We spoke to your old sparring partner, Benny Elias, yesterday because, you know, we love to kick a blue when they're down, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not biased, is he? At oh, all, no, not at all. Not at all. So it's, it's a bit like, um, what is it, Sun Tzu and the Art of War. You've got to know your enemy, yeah. right? So Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Ray has text in and said, with Benny Elias kicking two field goals in Mal's last Origin game, can we get into the Queensland player's ears and ensure his nephew doesn't kick one tonight? Because Mitchell Moses is Benny Elias's nephew. So, nephew, yeah. Yeah. What was with that? Benny Elias kicking two field goals in that '94 game three. Because they were up, they were up. They won it like 27-12. Why two field goals? I mean, do, 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 you, do, do you remember that? Oh, Mal, you're there. Oh, Struth. I've mentioned Benny Elias. <laughs> oh, don't tell me Benny's got into the system. Uh, we'll try and get Mal back dialed into the line 13 13 55 0467 736 um, We are speaking to Michael Kaspervich too in this hour to talk all things Ashes to get his take on it, but also the Edgbeston Demons. Uh, we know that from 2005, Casper must have been having conniptions. I wonder if he watched... I wonder if he watched and stayed up to see this, and I wonder if this erases any of the pain from when he saved Test cricket. Uh, Mal, are you back with us? I am, Ben. Sorry, mate. I know it's gay. Fair dinkum. People try to ring me when I'm on, on, on air. Sorry, it's no, my fault. No, no. <laughs> You're a very popular man. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, mate. No, that's all right. Look, oh, let, 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 let's get back to talking about origin. Um, we'll, I was asking about Benny Elias and his field goals. If we get there, we'll come back to that. But let's talk about tonight. Um, both teams have got changes. Um, New South Wales, Queensland, who's a, who's a stronger side because of these changes in your opinion? I think Queensland's stronger, to be honest with you. I think in having Jeremiah Nanai back on an edge, um, that's his, his normal position. I just think um, that adds you know, to our footy team mm-hmm. as opposed to young Tommy Gilbert, who, you know, unfortunately got hurt. Um, Mo Fotoaka is obviously in form. He's the, probably the, the form prop in the competition, I would, I would say, honestly. And then having Xavier Coates, who's sort of a, a mirror image 
of Selwyn Cobbo, really, you yeah. know, so and fantastic in the air. So I think Queensland's stronger. Um, obviously, with the New South Wales side, they were sort of forced, you know, to make changes, you know, with young Cleary out in Epicorosau, obviously not there. So they had to, they were forced into changes. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's yeah. going to be interesting how young Stefano and uh, how obviously the, the key to it's going to be Mitchell Moses. There's no doubt. And, you know, you, you asked me a question about with Benny, you know, um, they're going to put, they're going to pressure, pressure Mitch's, Mitch at yeah. all. You know, they're going to make sure that um, they're going to find out whether he's up to origin, you know, the origin experience. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how Mitch gets through the, the game tonight. Mal, my cursory glance at this is he, he's pretty much the only kicker in the team. I mean, Luai can kick, but he hasn't got a kicking game. Let, let, let's face it. So if you, you know the ball is going to be going to Mitchell Moses on the fifth. So that that's where their focal point. But yeah. Queensland has options. Ben Hunt, uh, Harry Grant, when he comes on, can can kick a ball. But obviously DCE and, and Munster all, all have kicking games. Could it come yeah, down? Could, could, that, could that be the difference? Well, it, it has to be the difference, you know, because it's all the games, you know, as much as, you know, you try to read into it, it's around, around field position and possession, you know. So... Um, We've got a great Queensland's got a great you know kicking team. Obviously, yeah. we just got to get to the end of the sets. That's the thing with it all. Um, and then yes, obviously New South Wales. Luai Cam, he's a great. He's got a great short kicking game. Uh, the two hookers have got great sh- you know short kicking game. So if you get inside twenty, um, they can they can kick. But Moses is definitely the the go to man. So yeah, you 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 know obviously Queensland will try to pressure. Mitchell Moses kicking game, there's no doubt, and that's they've opened. You know, it's open to be said all week that, you know, he's got the longest, best, longest kicking game, in the, you know, and that's why he's there basically. You know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, he's under pressure. He's going to be the man under the spotlight uh, more than any other player on the football field tonight. Yeah, and doing it at uh, Suncorp Stadium, the the cauldron <laughs> with the, the the glare of fifty three yeah. and a half thousand Queenslanders coming on our fourteenth man. And make make no mistake, Ben, make no mistake, the crowd does pick up your Queensland team. It does have a, an impact at Origin, honestly. Um, it does lift you, you know. So you're playing in front of that parochial crowd. It does lift you. It gives you – and it's an educated crowd. This is the thing about Queensland and its crowds. It's educated because they actually cheer at the right time. You know, when they they can actually – they do. They perceive the team struggling a little bit. They're getting a bit fatigued. They actually start chanting uh, to get to help them get back – back uh, that energy, you know, those energy levels that you need to at origin level. So it actually has a really important impact. Mal Meninga, my guest, uh, as he is every <laughs> Wednesday. This is good, Mal. I love this insight. Oh, actually, give us an insight then into 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 Freddie, into a coach's, um, into a coach's mindset. Because coming into game one, He's he's got a he's got a plan. He's got fire with and brimstone with Tavita Pengai Junior. and and only one hooker. Yep. Now no Tavita Pengai Junior. and two hookers. So everything that they brought to game one is out. So that's obviously yeah. what is is that is that a is that an acknowledgement that it didn't work in game one because they weren't that far off. No, I reckon it is an acknowledgement that it didn't work. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they weren't far off. It was they got beaten up in the last ten minutes. Um, they were probably the. They were. When you talk about stats, you know their their field position and their possession was much more than Queensland. And that's what made Queensland's victory even greater, is because they had to keep on coming off their line all the time and um, get into the kicks. You know, get into the kick and had to play what they call play off the back foot all the time. Yeah. You know, so uh, that was that was Queensland's one of Queensland's greatest victories. If you even if you, you're talking stats wise, so um, I, I believe that you know 
two hookers means they're going to go a bit more central in the way they attack. They're going to try and, you know, go through our middle. And so our middle's got a big, a big uh, job tonight, definitely. Um, that allows, you know, the Mitchell Moses and the Luais, you know, if you're trying to get momentum, momentum and quick play the ball, that gives them a bit more time and space to play, which takes the, the pressure off them uh, a little bit too. So, you know, Freddie's been strutting around all week. You know, he's very motivated. You could you could see that in the way he talks and the way he carries himself. And that's really important from a, a leadership point of view because, mm. you know, you need to show, you need to lead the way, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm knuckling down. I'm going to be the greatest competitive I possibly can. And you're showing the team this is the way to do it. Mal, Brent Tate yesterday pointed out that Queensland struggled to get out of their own – well, they, str- they struggled to get out of their own half in, in game one. And uh, you've touched yep. on it there about playing on the back foot. So the, the middle yes. and Queensland's middle forwards need to need to get a roll on, need to, need to dominate. That's one area we need to pull our socks up in. Well, I think that's the major area for us, you know, as Queenslanders. We need to we need to come up with, with a solution about getting out of our end. Uh, and the best way to do that is defend up their end better, you know. So, um, obviously, we played a bit on the back foot. So, with the kicking game, our kick chase and our first two play, uh, defensive efforts have got to be really good and stop them gaining momentum. So, we have to do a really good job on their back five. And if you can do that, well, then you then you be able to pressure the kicker a lot more effectively, which then leads to, obviously, a, a poorer kick and you get better field position. So that's so it's it's all about – it's not about coming out of your end. It's about stopping them from coming out of their end. That's where you need to be a lot better, and that's where Queensland's, you know, um, that's where their improvement is and that's where their challenge is, I reckon. Mal, insightful as always. You've got to pick the man of the match tonight. So with your fellow Australian selectors, Darren Lockyer, Laurie Daly, what, do, you, do you all get together and, 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 and vote uh, and sort of pick one player or how does it work? Yeah. No, no, we, we all uh, we pick a 3-2-1 uh, independently and mm. then we throw them to the to the, the arbitrators. So the NRL obviously does that uh, with great security. Um, then they collate the, the number of points and then they they make a decision on who's got the most points from the three selectors, um, and then we and then it get obviously gets announced over over the news, yeah. basically. Reuben Cotter. So that's how it's how it all works. Reuben Cotter, man of the match game. Well, Reuben Cotter, mm-hmm. game one. Yeah, exactly right. So I mean, yeah, it's, but it's all un, all done independently. So um, obviously Reuben had points from all of us, uh, <laughs> that which made him you know, accumulate the number of points, and then he obviously got the man of the match deservedly. So yeah, so that's that's my role tonight. And uh, I look forward to it. So do we, mate. Soak it up. Appreciate your chat. We, 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 I might give you a call tomorrow because we've got a special Origin post-match show tomorrow just to mop it all up and uh, and see how it all falls in hopefully in Queensland's way. Mal, enjoy. Yes, very much so. There we go. Mal, Thanks. Mani- Thanks, Mal Meninger, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Right now, get 40% off the everyday low price of all healthy care vitamins at Chemist Warehouse. That's a mouthful. But you're there. Get into Chemist Warehouse, 40% off. Uh, Vanessa, very patiently tapping her toes, standing by with a news hit at 10.34. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. I think it is. And, and given how much strategy has gone behind their win they've got they went a little bit away from tactics like we've talked about for the last five days a little bit more defensive but getting to that finish line is has been the objective and and they've managed uh, you know a, 
against the runner play a little bit, you would say, to pull you know, the, the, the win, um, which is obviously the most important because Mitchell Stark was missing, you know, adds strength yep. and depth to their batting. Um, but Nathan Lyons stepping up and, and to play in the manner that we did. We know Pat Cummins can play like that. But this just adds another dynamic to the series. Could you feel the pain? You could almost touch the pain, couldn't you? There was Owen Morgan talking about Australia's win. The fallout is still coming. The reaction is still coming out of the UK after this morning's win for the ages. Perhaps one of the greatest Ashes wins that we have seen. All against Australia, the entire first session rained out. Most of us hit the sack at that point, thinking we are no chance. I lasted... Well, I started to pack stumps after Travis Head got out. And then when Kerry went down, I went, that's it. We're no hope. So I went to sleep. That's right. I put my hand up. I admit it. I did not see it. And I woke up this morning going, what have I done? What have I missed? I wonder if my next guest was like that. Or was he riding every single ball just like he did in 2005? Michael Kaspervich, a very good morning to you. What a great morning to be a Queenslander and Australian sports fan. What an absolute ripper that was. It was fantastic. And yes, I did actually sit. I did get up around 2 o'clock. Um, just had a little check. And, and even from bedside, had Cameron Green batting. But when I went to the TV, he got out. So even mm. in that short little length. So it, it even got more interesting just then. But um, no, I locked and loaded and saw it right through. Well, they needed, what, 74 to win when, when Cummins came in. 55 when Nathan Lyon came to the crease. This sounds very familiar, Casper. Yeah. Were, <laughs> were you starting to sweat? Were you starting to think, oh, no, here we I, go again? I actually didn't. I was I was kicking back. I'm trying to stay warm, mind you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kicking back and with a smirk on my face for a lot of it because there's a lot of friends and and uh, people in different uh, chat groups and things like that, you know, all watching it and and everyone's sort of pinging, going, oh, you must be nervous. And, you know, oh, Jesus, you know. And I thought, no, I'm actually just really enjoying this. I'm actually sitting back <laughs> loving watching great test cricket, the way that it was so close, obviously, you're on your edge. And one of the things I think maybe as a player, you realise that you can't, as a spectator, you can't control what's going on out in the middle. So you don't waste any energy. Um, yeah. Right, I know you got you're riding every ball and all that sort of stuff, but at the end of the day, look, just just sit back, love it, and yeah, as I said, enjoy the ride. All right. Well, when did you dare to dream that this was possible? And and I'm going to tie it back to 2005. I'm going to be one of those on the yeah. on the yeah. text chats and the and the and bombarding you because yeah, th- no. I mean, there's only th- there's two people there's two people on the planet that know exactly what it takes and what and what the Australian team are going through, and that's you and Brett Lee. Yep. When, when did you when did you dream it was possible in 05? When did you dream it was possible last night? Well, fortunately, we played an Australian career team that had this thing called belief. Now, it's it's herbal. You can't see it. You can't measure it. But it's in your great teams that it, it exists because you look around the dressing room and it doesn't matter what the situation is. You just think, yeah, we can. there's a way here. We'll find a way. You just believe we'll, we'll somehow come close. Granted, a lot of things got to work out for you um but having said that even with Brett I remember going out um in the middle and uh Warney um just stepped on his stumps and um and then I've gone out for the last wicket 
And I just said, you know, smiled at Brett when we got out there. I said, hey, mate, you know, let's have fun. Let's have, let's enjoy this, you know. And, and it was pretty simple. When I say simple, the idea is you have to simplify what we do because there's so many things you can fill your head. And really, as a tail end or a lower order batsman, I should put it, um, you just know that as a bowling group, they're going to come at you. They're going to try and hit you in the nose or hit you in the toes. So... <laughs> So that's the theory. So obviously your back lift's quite low. Keep it there. Keep the, the Yorker out and obviously get away from the short one. And what ended up happening for us was that we were having a bit of a laugh and obviously not, not so much laughing too hard when it hit you. Um, <laughs> give it a rub. But you just end up sort of just enjoying it, sort of a moment. Where sort of, so for Brett and myself out there, the way I remember it was that, yeah, we just seemed to be able to be getting two or three runs, maybe four runs, occasionally a few more, every over. So that total of 62, I think we were chasing down. Um, you know, all of a sudden, we were, you know, we were actually scoring kind of quickly. And I was watching last night, exactly the same. They were bowling way too straight. And I know the fields and call it bass ball or whatever theme they want to use. But at the end of the day, a good length ball, short length outside of stump is your best delivery. Um, but the field they set and the way they bowled enabled, you've seen Cummins, you know, there was... Oh, there's three or four balls and over that um, you know, they're hitting off their pads or legs or just turning the strike over, bringing that score yeah. down. And I think that's what happened with Britain myself. We were sort of in that, in that space. And certainly when it got within 10 runs, I think nine runs, um, not bowled a ball down leg side, hit foot marks, went for four buys. I think it was a noe as well or something. Um, but it was single figures. And... You could tell all of a sudden the crowd actually all of a sudden got real quiet. They started just really, instead of cheering and going on all that yeah. stuff, they didn't go silent, but it was a real change. Casper, I reckon you may have touched on something here about ha- having fun. And uh, Pat Cummins was asked post-match about batting with Nathan Lyon and, and especially that shot that Nathan Lyon played to put Broad back out to the boundary. <laughs> the, the, this is this is Pat Cummins talking about a mid-pitch conference he had with Nathan yeah. Lyon straight after that shot. Let, let's take a listen. I said nothing. I looked at him and then he walked past and he just looked down and said, nice shot, Gary. So I think he was pretty happy with it. <laughs> Nathan Lyon said, nice shot, Gary. I mean, that, that's the epitome of having, of having fun out there. That's unbelievable. Well, it actually looked like it, Benny. I just, just watching them and their, their face. And obviously, yeah, you're serious, man. You're watching the ball you're on. But in between balls, I'm walking down, having a bit of a chat, just settling guys down if you sense that, you know, it might be getting a bit much, um, was it. I think that was yeah. that was what was heartening the whole way through, um, yeah, for me. And that's where I thought, well, yeah, as much as there's always a twist, um, just the way that we, we were doing it, it sort of, I was feeling pretty comfortable, you know, all the way. Michael Kaspervich, my guest this morning, man who knows a thing or two about Edgbaston. I mean, there's so many layers to this, isn't there? I mean, for Nathan Lyon, re- redemption after what happened last uh, uh, last Ashes um, when he missed the the run out of of Stokes. Where was that? That was at Headingley, wasn't it? Um, obviously, payback for what happened in 2005. It was Australia's biggest run chase, most successful run chase since Pat Cummins actually made his Test debut, which was what South Africa back. 10, 12 years ago. I mean, it was, it was 
Mm. Not, I mean, not since Bradman have we mowed down a, a lead in the UK like this. I mean, there, there are so many layers to this team and uh, and to this victory and, and what it means. And then you you look at where this team sits in the pantheon of Australian uh, cricket over the over the decades. Uh, world Test champions, um, One Day champions, uh, T Twenty champions. Pat Cummins now at the helm of this. Where does this Where does this team rank for you, Casper? Oh, I reckon. Um, obviously, it's there's a, a hell of a legacy that they're they're putting in place right now because mm. we're seeing some some incredible players. Um, and that run, now I was part of and participated, part of the Australian side that won 16 consecutive test matches. Yeah. Um, under John Buchanan, which was something just so unheard of. You know, that was ridiculous. But there was close, tight matches that we could have and should have lost, but we found a way. And that's the why I used the word belief earlier on. And you can see that in this team, the way that they are, um, the energy in the field. And it's something that I think that right now, obviously when you are the world champions and, and yeah. recognise for that, but also when you're looking around the dressing room and the talent that, and the, that's in there, that is, like I said, that, that word belief is the one for me that exists in your great teams and you can certainly see that with them now. Pat Cummins, I know he, he can divide, he can be polarising. Um, where, where does this where does this sit? I mean, for him, he says this is his greatest win ever. Do you think this may change our psyche or Aussie psyche around Pat Cummins? Yeah, I hope so, because it means getting more fast bowlers as captains. <laughs> I reckon that's that. <laughs> the fast bowling cartel, you stick together, don't you? Yeah, well, that's right. I think what we saw there is obviously in throughout his whole captaincy, him sort of almost like, going up a gear when, you know, being able to find and get a wicket or that, that moment he's sort of been able to do that. But also, obviously, the bat um, yeah. there as well. But but the way he leads, I think, or handles pressure, which is what you want from your captain. From your skipper, um, he's got plenty of very experienced um, players around him that obviously can, as a, as a resource, which is invaluable. But I just love the way that he handles the pressure. And that was the best example of it last night. Although it wasn't with the ball, it was with a bat, but just to make sure he saw it through. When he needed to, exactly. Casper, go get a nana nap. We've got Origin Sue to take on tonight and make it a great 24 hours for not only Australian, but Queensland sport. Michael Kaspervich, appreciate your time. Oh, an Ashes victory. One nil up in the Ashes, one nil up in State of Origin. Is there any better day to be an Aussie and a Queenslander? Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis and the countdown to Origin 2 on SEN. Darren Lockout, he kicks. Slater's picked it up. Was he outside? Slater down the ground. He kicks again. He'll get there. He's over. Ah, yes, he did. The Queensland coach, Billy Slater, scoring one of the best tries, if not the best try in origin history. 13-13-55. I've got a Signet Power Bank 
for the best caller today, 11am mayhem. Yes, I know we have some transmission problems on the air, but if you're listening on the app or online, it is open slather. So fire away. Signet Power Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. In five minutes' time, we are invading Sydney. That's right. They're coming here for State of Origin too, but we'll be invading them down there, simulcasting uh, with Matthew White to get our Maroons and Blues head-to-head going on. Uh, we will continue to talk Ashes cricket as well because not only the famous win in the early hours of this morning, but come tomorrow night, we are going to be piling the pain on again as far as England's concerned. Our best sporting export of the last 10 years, our women's cricket team, they start their Ashes campaign with a test in Nottingham. So we'll be uh, catching up with, well, the former vice captain in Rachel Haynes to get her perspective on how this new look Australian team will go. Uh, let's head to the open line now, though. Razor, good morning to you. Happy Origin Day. Well, Ben, it is, isn't it? You've made it through to Wednesday. It's that Wednesday in June where use Queensland punters get to say, do the Reese Walsh shush to New South Wales till July if you beat them tonight. So it should be a good night. Down there at um, Suncorp. I'll tell you what, Ben, I, I've, I've been listening through the app all morning and, and I, I heard your little dummy spit about Shannon Knoll. But I'll tell you this, I spoke to the person who booked Shannon Knoll. So <laughs> they were in the gym and I said, what do you, sort of squats do you do? And she said, nothing. Did he squat? So, <laughs> anyway. Right, so that's a, mate, what that's I a shocker. Ring, what I wanted to ring. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what I wanted to ring you about was last night I was, I was driving down to Byron Bay and I tuned in to, to the cricket while the rain was on and they were coming out of the Sydney studios and mm. they were hanging it on Queensland. They were saying things like, we couldn't spell beer. We've got four X's on our can. <laughs> I know you're speaking to Smithy in a couple of minutes, yeah. but can you just remind them down there that we might have four X's on our beers, but we've got a back-to-back-to-back and an eight straight that we enjoy drinking our beer out while our lessons being charged by our signet charges. So you told them that. Yeah. Razor, well, well, well done. Clubhouse leader at the moment. I reckon the signet power bank could be coming his way. Your tablet, your phone, your earbuds, whatever, powered 24-7 thanks to signet. Uh, just on, on that, Razor, I mean, he makes a good point. Not only do we have eight in a row to fall back on, but part of that eight in a row actually means in the last 18 series, if, if we do win tonight, it's a big if because it is state of origin. But if we win tonight, Queensland will seal their 14th series in the last 18 years. So they can swing all they like from south of the Tweed. But the record speaks for itself. And that's not opinion. That's just counting. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, what Razor mentioned before about Shannon Knoll, uh, if you're just joining us for the first time today, that the pre-match entertainment tonight is Shannon Knoll. 2003 Australian Idol runner-up, a New South Welshman, and he's going to be there singing, yeah, a couple of his classics, but he's also going to be there in partnership with KFC to sing an ad the fried night chicken ad that he sings. I mean, look, I'm all for commercial realities and I get that, but come on, NRL, just do better. Really? Pre-match entertainment for your showpiece at Lang Park, 
at Suncorp Stadium, at the greatest rectangular stadium on the planet, and it's the home, the spiritual home of rugby league. And Shannon Noll is the best you can do. What did you just come up with this on Monday going, oh, Struth, hang on, pre-match entertainment. Who do we need to get? Who is who, Barry, wasn't that your job? No, I thought that was you. No, oh, hang on, quick. Has anyone, has anyone got Shannon's? No, no it's, yeah, we'll get Nolsey on. Not having a crack at Shannon Noll, great performer, can sing, I can't. So he's got one up on me, but come on. For the showpiece event, surely we've got to do something bigger, better, stronger than just playing a bloody chicken hat. Mm, I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble for that. I'm sure they're probably sponsors of this show and run their ads through there. But still, come on, NRL, do better. If you had the budget, what would you have? Who would you have? 13, 13, 55, 0467 736 736. Look, one thing they are doing, how's this? If you are going to the game tonight and the ball goes into the crowd and you catch it, if you have it, you can keep it. That's right. Catch and keep. It's the first time they're ever doing this. So maybe that's a trade-off for you if you're in the crowd tonight at Suncorp Stadium. So you don't have to hand it back. If you catch it, you keep it. Take it straight to the pool room. Along with bragging rights, you get the game ball. I mean, that's a pretty cool piece of origin memorabilia, isn't it? The match ball. They'll have a few on standby. That's got to be one of the highlights and the showpieces of anyone's pool room, right? If you've got one to top that, let us know. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. We're often told that if we ignore history, we are doomed to repeat it. And certainly if we look at the history of the past seven years, it would suggest if these two teams play to their best tonight, then Queensland, in all likelihood, will prevail. They are the proven ones. They are indeed a champion team. But that's the beauty of sport. This result is not yet carved in stone. The New South Wales Blues will have their say. When the Blues players are handed their jersey tonight, they're not just given something to wear. They are also given a slice of history. They're given an opportunity to create their own history. They're given an invitation to be extraordinary. To beat Queensland tonight, they will need inspiration. And the best place to get that inspiration is from each other, out here on the field in battle. Inspire each other with your effort. Inspire each other with your courage. Inspire each other with your will to win. So there it is for New South Wales tonight. Their destiny is not so much in their own hands, but their destiny could well be decided by what's in their own hearts. Enjoy your origin football. Ah, yes, that was from 2012, but it still rings true today. We may be losing fan tales, but we're one up in the ashes. <laughs> Queensland's one up in state of origin. Matthew White and New South Wales, a very good morning to you. <laughs> fan tales and state of origin on the day that we win our first test uh, in remarkable scenes. Imagine trying to piece that trifecta together before we <laughs> before we got up this morning. Good morning to you, Benny. I'm a little bit worried, though. I'm a little mm. bit worried. You've gone to the well of, of Gus Gould to try and kick off this conversation. So you've, you've decided what to use the old reverse psychology, try and inspire New South Wales to engineer their own defeat. Is, the, is this your game plan today? Well, we know history is on our side, yet it's also against us. And, and I'm, I'm trying to work through all the stats here. So it's been 25 years since New South Wales have come to the cauldron and levelled the series. 1998 was the last time that happened. And the man who got player of the match that night was Rodney Howe. 
Didn't oh, yes. didn't 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 play again for nineteen months. We all know why. So anyway, we'll move on from that. So it's been it's been twenty five years. So surely history is on Queensland side. But then you just go back through the stats, and you've got to go back to way back to nineteen. No, back to twenty seventeen yeah. for Queensland to have actually won game two of an Origin series. <laughs> Billy Slade is fullback. Kevy Walters as coach, and Tim Glasby. Is making his debut. So uh, I, I don't know what it is with us and game two. It's been a while since we've won one. Yeah. Okay. So, mm. the, so the stats the stats help and then they don't help. The, mm. So the, it's kind of like the discussion we've been having about Basball. Basball was terrific but didn't win him the test. Correct. Um, so th- those stats are interesting. I, I think if you go back to that first one, you know, you go back to that 25-year stat back to 1998, mm. I, I think – the bottom line of what's on the line tonight is that for New South Wales to level the series, for New South Wales to win up there, for New South Wales to um, stay alive here, it has to be a monumental win for them. It has to be a, a, like a win for the ages. It's got to be one of the biggest wins that they can put on the board. So this is a monumental task for New South Wales, which which to me sets the scene for something really big, especially when you consider, mate, how tight origin is origins or you know it's always there's, there's always just inches in it isn't it it's a big moment here or a small moment over there that can be the deciding factor and if you look at game one i mean it, it turned on a dime at the very back end there didn't it so yeah oh i i don't know i don't know what to read into those stats but the one that's jumping out of me is is the 1998 25 years ago Game one, we were six minutes away. When I say we, Queensland, what, six, seven minutes away from lo- losing it. We had a man mm. in the bin. Um, we, we, we needed to come back and score. We scored twice. We had a front rower out jump the Australian captain at fullback. I mean, when does that happen? So there's your monumental win that's already happened in game one. That, that's why yeah. tonight I'm, I'm not going to say I'm nervous, but I'm not 100% confident because I spoke to Mel Meninga last hour and he said, look, complacency is never an issue with the Queensland team. But but his, his worry or his fear is that New South Wales are desperate. And you, and you have to be. The yeah. Blues need to win this. In the back of Queensland's mind somewhere is we've got another chance. And that's just human nature. So it's not complacency, but Mal says desperation. Who's going to be more desperate? Mm, I, I don't think the word complacency, we had this discussion a little bit earlier today, mate. I, I don't think the word complacency just comes into the factor for professional athletes and professional footballers and especially in the state of origin arena. I just can't see how anyone in the in the cut and thrust of the 80 minutes tonight could all of a sudden fall back on a bit of complacency. But I do hear what you're saying about we've got another chance. Yeah, and let's that's think human about nature, that. isn't if it? If it does get to the back end of the game similar scenario to game one, does does Queensland have that urgency again to pull out the miracle finish? Does Queensland have that that desire or do they think, is that when they start thinking about we've got another chance? I, I, I don't know. I can't see that one playing out. But the, the other part too is you think of Cameron Munster. Now, everybody that I've spoken to in between game one and game two, and I've said, who's the key man? Who's the def- the, the deciding factor? And everyone, without hesitation for Queensland, says Cameron Munster. Well, Cameron Munster wasn't there until he was needed in game one with that, with that big, big play, with that winning play. Mm. So when, when everything's on the line, who's going to step up? I've got the feeling that that might be the way that it goes tonight. Who, 
who who has that Lindsay Collins moment, you know? And 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 you know what? I listened to Liam Martin on the run home yesterday. Yep. Um, the missile James Magnuson and Fletch were having a chat with Liam Martin, and they were talking about, uh, okay, when you go through, did you sit down and go through the videos? You know, the video session, and that was the first thing that he brought up that Lindsay Collins leap for the ball and how a couple of us didn't go to the ball and that was what they played and that's what they're embarrassed about and that's what they don't want to happen again. Who was backing up Lindsay Collins? Cameron yes. Munster. Yes. Who, who who stepped around Nico Hines as if he wasn't there and put the hammer away? Cameron, Cameron Munster. Munster. Exactly. Mal Meninga is Australian coach along with Laurie Daly and, and uh, Darren Lockyer. They choose the man of the match. Mal, even though Ruben Cotter got man of the match, Mal's 3-2-1, his three went to Cameron Munster because he wow. was the man for the moment and the mm. moments that mattered. And it might have been in the last 10 minutes, but he was the reason why Queensland got things home. Now, Matty, you've got to explain this to me as well. Yes. Freddie's got him with the game plan game one. It was all about fire and brimstone and Tavita Pengai Jr. bringing the aggro. You only had one hooker. It was, it was going to – and then all of a sudden game two, when you're six mm. minutes away from winning it, so you didn't do too badly. No Tavita Pengai Jr., yeah, and you've gone the Queensland option of taking in two hookers. Yes, yes. yes. So indecisiveness, uh, <laughs> trying to copy Queensland. You, you know, the two hookers one is stop. interesting. Mm. No, no, no. The two hookers one I find interesting, and I and I questioned Brandy about that, and he's been questioned about it. And the reason why I questioned the the two hooker scenario, not to say that Damian Cook and Reese Robson w- will not be, you know, won't work. They admitted, New South Wales admitted that the two-hooker scenario for them didn't work last year with Cookie and uh, Apicorosau. So obviously things have changed, but I, I was like, okay, well, why are you going back to some, saying uh, to something that you have already said yep. didn't work for you? But the landscape also changed as well. And so much of the landscape from the New South Wales team has changed. No Latrell Mitchell, as we know. Nathan Nathan Cleary is not there, as we know. As you mentioned, Tavita Pangai Jr., that experiment didn't work, so they had to change things around. So I think it's a good question to ask. I think it's a worthwhile question to ask, and the, the proof will be in the pudding tonight. Also the question, what, what does he do? Do they start Reese Robson? Do they bring in Damian Cook later on to this? I, I, I don't know which way they're going to go with that. And they're being coy about whether or not they're going to switch Brian To'o and Josh Adokar on the wings. There's a siege mentality, Benny. There's a siege mentality coming around New South Wales that I haven't seen for quite a while. They're, they're picking fights there with whoever they can just to try and shut the doors and close the ring around them. I mean, they didn't even have a drink on night one of bonding camp. That's, yeah. There's a concern. Yeah, no drink. The shoes are coming off doing the earthing. And the biggest thing you've got <laughs> is swapping wingers. Like in the fair income department, they're wingers. And we're talking about swapping there. Like that could be the big tactical play. No. Swear wingers, wingers swapping sides. <laughs> it's going to take a bit more. You know, you, know what, you know what vision I've got in my head? I'm thinking, I'm thinking Titanic goes down and, and yep. you're bobbing around in the ocean and you're Freddie and you're just grasping and clinging trying no. to grab hold of anything no. to keep no. me afloat here. No, let's go two hookers. No. Yes, we need that. <laughs> Hang on, but two hookers didn't get it through. Yeah, but that's all right. Grab two hookers. <laughs> Switch the wingers. Quick, do something. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Look, Mitchell Moses to me um, is the key for New South Wales. And I've got to say, you know, obviously, Daly Terry Evans, your captain on the other side of the ledger when you look at the number sevens. He's been in rock-solid form for yeah. – uh, for this season in particular for, for Manly at club level and, and such a leader. It's going to be a, an amazing battle, that one. No doubt about it. The battle of the number – I mean, we focus on six 
and we focus on Munster, obviously, and the talk around the wingers and the hookers. But at the end of the day, your number seven's your playmaker. Your number seven guides the team around. And Mitchell Moses will have that job tonight for New South Wales when he's up for that task. Mm. I think Vossi this morning made a good point. Um, and I think statistically it plays out as well, but Mitchell Moses has touched on it. If, if Mitchell Moses lands a goal early in a game, especially from out wide, he goes on to have a ripping game. Right, oh, so confidence player. Okay. So if we yeah. just if we just get a penalty out wide or somebody <laughs> scores and Moses knocks one's o- knocks one over. <laughs> three minutes in, take the points. <laughs> three minutes in, take the points. <laughs> Why is he taking the kick from the touchline? Forty five out, three minutes in. Well, if he bangs it over, we're home and hosed. Mm. The kicking game is going to be all important, I feel. And and Mitchell Moses is your only kicker. I mean, Jerome Luai can kick, but, I mean, does he really have a kicking game? Um, when you come to DCE, you come to Munster, uh, Ben Hunt, quite obviously, and then bring in Harry Grant, and he can do some damage as well. So the kicking game, Queensland's got it covered. We need to be able to kick to get ourselves out of trouble. That that was probably the, the, the glaring thing for me, and it's been raised by Mal. It's been raised by Brent Tate yesterday when I had him on the program. Queensland had trouble getting out of their own half, getting out of danger. So the kicking game to get us out of danger, the forwards need to step up and, and, and roll through. So that's yeah. that's with the, with, with Jeremiah Nanai coming back in, a lot of footwork, Mo Futawaka, he, he's He's got to be one of the unsung heroes of the NRL when it comes to uh, metres uh, coming to front rowers. He's just got that power, that punch, and he's only a kid too. He, yeah. could, be, he could be a 10-year prop coming yeah, through I, Big Mo. Yeah, totally agree. And then, you know, you've got Flegler and Cotter and we've got Murray and Martin. So 15 and 16 are going to add some spark along the way. Is Mouth everybody on, on Ben Hunt watch after this game tonight? Are they seeing which way he's going? Is he heading back towards towards Sydney? Is he going to stick around? I mean, oh, man, what a mess. He just packs his bag and heads down to the down the M1 to the Gold Coast, doesn't he? Isn't that, isn't that, where, he's, isn't that where he's going to land? Oh, dear. I know. Short, short trip. Righto, what are we thinking at the end of all this? Uh, have you fired up with your tips yet? We haven't yet. Predictions, no. Let, let's let's lay them. Let's lay them down on the table. We, we, we've spoken about it internally in the office. We act, we actually yeah. we actually came to the conclusion, uh, the consensus that this will be a steamrolling win for Queensland. Ooh. A steamroll. Yeah, and I've got Slam and Sam who who here in the studio. Come on, pressing that's the, ridiculous. There's going to be an investigation into this. Too, this be, someone's going to be accountable for this. He's pressing the buttons. He's also wearing a Blues jersey. So, you yeah. know, every building's got a cockroach, right? So you, yeah. he's got to let them in. <laughs> and he comes out with stuff like that. But, no, uh, yeah, it, if it's not a big win by Queensland, I fear yeah. it's not a Queensland win. <gasps> I see it. Okay. Mm. I'm tipping a New South Wales. I think it's going to be tight, by the way. I'm tipping a New South Wales win by four. Mm. And I'm happy to hang my hat on a Tom Trebojevic standout kind of game. He needs to do something, doesn't he, Turbo? Mm. Mm. Well, it's either him or James Tedesco. There's my man of the match. I'll sit on the fence on that one. But New South Wales by four, series is all level up, and away we go again in a couple of weeks' time. We think it amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've got to get him away from those ba- I've got to get I him know. away from those buttons exactly um, I think a forward will be taking out man of the match again uh, look for Patrick Carrigan when you run through some of his stats I mean he was man of the match or man of the series last year off yeah. off the bench he topped the tackle count in two games last year off 
the bench. He is one of Queensland's most important players and, in fact, one of the most important players on the field. The ball playing lock. I know you've got one as well, but uh, P. Carrigan, three votes for me at, what are we now, 24 minutes past 11. We'll know in 11 hours' time, Matthew. Cannot yes. wait for this. Nice. Bring it on, mate. All right, let's 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 see how we're going to do this again before game three, regardless of the result tonight. Yes, we will. We will. Yes. I'll get to rub in a, uh, well, we're heading for a clean sweep or either way we're going to a decider. But I think I'll be rubbing in a clean sweep. It's been a while since we've had a clean sweep. Oh, it's, it's, we, can you stop with the stats? <laughs> you, you're statting me out. It's driving me, it's driving me nuts. Good on you, mate. We've got to go. I've got to play an ad break because I've got to get to the news, which means I've got to pay the bills here. Queenslander. New South Welshman. Calm the blues. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Yeah, give it away, give it away, give it away now. It's probably what New South Wales fans should be doing ahead of game two. Just give it away, give it up. Slamming Sam in his blue jersey, pressing the buttons here, trying to get the pump-up songs, really? Chili Peppers. Um, It wasn't a bad concert here in Brisbane. We're not getting Tay-Tay. Yeah, Taylor Swift. So for every parent of a teenage daughter out there today lamenting their lives, I feel you. No Taylor Swift coming to town. But we are getting Shannon Knoll. Excellent. Tonight at Suncorp Stadium. Pre-match entertainment in the Fairgnickon department. Uh, look, we are basking in the glory of going 1-0 up in the ashes. We are 1-0 up in State of Origin, which is outstanding as well. But tomorrow night, we get to pile on the pain again to England because the Women's Ashes series fires up. Trent Bridge is the first test. That's right. It's a multi format as it always is with the women's competition. There's one test, there's three one days and three T20s. And it is a new look Australian team. Meg Lanning is not there. Uh, Rachel Haynes is not there. So the captain and vice captain of uh, the Australian women's cricket team for for the best part of the last decade, um, not there. Rachel has retired. Um, What a career she has had. Six tests for Australia, which doesn't sound many, but they don't play many tests. They don't play many of the five-day formats or the Red Bull format. 77 one-days, 84 T20s. Her test debut was against England way back in 2009. But then the last test, too, was against England January of last year. She has become one of the most adaptable players in a career that spanned more than a decade. Sadly, she won't be there tomorrow night for Australia, but she is all across this team. Rachel, a very good morning to you. Actually, I've got to ask, did you get much sleep last night? Were you up watching the boys win or go at least one up in the Ashes at Edgbaston? Uh, I haven't actually, but that was because my son was up all night. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I saw the the scores, um, this morning with the men's test match and yeah, what a thrilling finish. Um, and great to see that the Australians got over the line. Exactly right. Is it something that the girls can use going into their test? Is it, is it a a one percenter or is it something that they just have to block out and, 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 and carve their own path? Oh, look, I'm sure they'll be looking to to carve their own path, but having two Australian uh, teams over there playing in, in Ashes series is pretty special. So no doubt um, 
yeah, both teams will be following each other's progress throughout that series. And yeah, it's it's nice to see that um, Australia started off on a winning note and hopefully the, the women can follow suit uh, in a couple of days' time. Right. What about for you? I mean, it's the first Ashes you've been, haven't been involved with for a long time. Do you, do you sit back and soak it up or is there a little bit of pangs of like, oh, I wish I was there? Um, no, look, I am definitely enjoying my retirement. But yeah, <laughs> when you have games of cricket like we saw yesterday and, and hopefully what we'll see um, throughout the women's series, I think that'll be a really tight contest um, throughout the red and white ball fixtures that are, that are played. Yeah, you, you probably do get a, a little bit of envy, but um yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing some new faces. Um, you know, Australia will likely have a debutant out there in, in Phoebe Litchfield um, and, and what sort of final 11 they go with to match up against England. It's going to be intriguing. Well, yeah, very very new combinations, uh, top of the order especially. Talk, talk us through Phoebe. I mean, she has just burst onto the scene and for someone so young, you, you just you just wouldn't guess her age, would you? Yeah, she's got such a level head um, and is such a skillful player for, for someone who's so, so young as well. And the thing I, I love about Phoebe getting the opportunity to play alongside her at the Sydney Thunder is just how uh, eager she is to learn about the game, um, where she can improve and her work ethic as well. She's very fit for a, a young player, um, but she's also very eager to, to please and add to her game. Um, and absorb, you know, different ideas from players around her. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Likely that she'll probably get an opportunity at the top of the order alongside Beth Mooney, mm. um, given what the Australians have done in their practice games and their their, Engl- their game against England A as well. All right, what's the takeout from you from that England A? Because there was a lot of experimentation in that. Um, uh, Alyssa didn't have a bat uh, for different reasons, but I mean, it, it was a it was a probably a true warm up test wasn't it or a, or a, a, a true indication of where they're at just to trial a few things and 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 just I guess grew, um, find that groove coming into the series yeah I think you're spot on it, it really well they took the opportunity to make sure that everyone got some time in the English conditions um, by all accounts it looked like a, a fairly flat track there not just in um, Australia's game against uh, England A but also um, the England match against the Australia A side so um, hopefully that's too, not too much of an indication of what's to come. Um, and there is a little bit of life uh, in the, the test match wicket. But, yeah, I think a pretty good hit out for the Australians. Beth Mooney scoring 100. Annabelle Sutherland as well got an opportunity in the second innings at the top of the order and, and uh, scored 100 as well. So the Australians have got some options, certainly from a batting perspective, given the, the force change at the top and obviously with Meg Lanning sitting out this series mm. as well. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the, the combinations they go with and, and also with the ball too. So they played two leg spinners in, in the practice game uh, with Jess Jonathan, who's a really experienced bowler uh, playing in the Australian A fixture. Um, and she went out and scored 170-odd. So go, I JJ. Think she's, <laughs> yeah, I think she's pretty keen to, to be part of that test match. And, um, yeah, it'll be, I think, down to the conditions um, – uh, that Australia will make a decision on their final 11. Former Australian Vice-Captain Rachel Haynes, my guest this morning as we uh, prepare to take down England once again. No respite for the Pomps. The Aussies are coming again. It's the girls tomorrow night in the, uh, well, it's the start of their Ashes series. And Rachel, it's a, it's a multi-format series. It's the test first up uh, at, uh, at Trent Bridge. Yeah, that's right. So I suppose that's the, the unique side to the women's side. Um, of the Ashes series and 
as well, it's probably the first time in uh, quite a while that we've seen uh, the test match kick it off. Usually it's one of the, the white ball fixtures, either one day or T20 cricket that kicks off the, the series. But um, yeah, it'll be exciting that the, the test match will, will set the pace. It'll be the first five day fixture um, of, of test cricket for the women in, in quite a number of years mm. as well. Normally it's a, a four day fixture. So I think the extra day, um, you know, it definitely allows for, for both teams to, to force for a result and any side that can get their nose in front, um, you know, and get four points straight up will, will certainly um, get their campaign off to a strong start. When, when you look through the side and you mentioned Beth Mooney, uh, Jess Johnson, obviously Alyssa Healy, Alyssa Perry's there. I mean, the, whilst it's a changing of the guard for the Aussies with um, Meg not there, yourself not there, and, and even... Matty Mott, twelve months down the track, and the and with um, Shelley coming in to take over as coach, it, it just doesn't seem like this team's missed a beat. Yeah, look, I think that's been a feature of the team over the last couple of years. Is there's always been some new faces which have um, fed through the the squad, and um, the pleasing thing has been that when they've got their opportunity, they've they've stood up. So you, you think about players like Georgia Wareham, um, mm. you know Sophie Molyneux, who's not there at the moment due to injury, but there's been some some younger players get opportunities um, throughout that period of success and, and really stand up. So that's probably really credit to the strong um, domestic cricket that is in place in Australia as well, but also the environment that uh, I think Megan Moddy created at the time. And obviously, um, Shelley's been able to, to continue to drive that alongside Elisa Healy and Meg as well. All right, you had your coach's cap on for the first time in the WIPL. Uh, can you put it on again? What's the what's the the first? Actually, no. What's the last thing you say to the girls before they head out into an Ashes series? What what's your best coach's speech for us? Oh, look, I think aside from the the obvious things around the play, it's it's just to enjoy the opportunity to be part of an Ashes series. It's it's so special. Um, and it, it's really well followed, I think, to play cricket in England. We've seen the, the crowds in the, the men's game, but, um, yeah, they're, they're really, really, really well represented um, no matter where you play. So I think it, it's just going to be a, an awesome series. So my message really would be to absorb it um, and, and put on a, an entertaining show for everyone. Exactly, and just a double chance we get to uh, kick England while they're down. We love this. We love this. And, <laughs> and, and, and so we've got a, a week until uh, the boys go around at Lords, and in that time we've got the girls to cheer on as well. So it's just back-to-back uh, pommy bashing, which we love here, Rach. We, pre- we appreciate your time this morning. Try and get some sleep. Is there any chance of that happening today? Yeah, I might sneak in a nap this afternoon, I think. That'll be nice. Nice one. <laughs> nice one. Thanks for joining us this morning. Really appreciate your time. Okay, thank you. Rachel, don't worry. You you won't be the only one sneaking in an internet today. I believe you, me. That first test tomorrow night, Trent Bridge, um, 7 o'clock our time. It, it kicks off and then they're into three T20s and then three one days. And they're playing all over. So they get to Edge Baston for the first of the T20s. They're in London at the Oval, then Lords. Then they go out to Bristol, the Rose Bowl at Southampton and Bring it all down at Taunton as well. So the women's ashes, we'll be keeping an eye on that one over the next uh, couple of weeks as well. It wraps up July 18. So six weeks of uh, pounding the palms. We love that. Uh, Ten minutes away from midday, back to take you through the NRL teams, which were named yesterday. Origin Stars backing up. There's a few interesting calls coming through. 
Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. It's the final Ah, uh, yes, counting down to Origin 2 in just over 10 hours' time, we will have a victor. Will it be Queensland sealing the series 2-0? My prediction, if Queensland are going to win this, they will win big. If it's tight, I'm not going to say it, but you know where I'm going. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Let's have a look at the NRL selections for round 17, which starts on Friday night. Uh, all thanks to the Titans. What about this? Titans, if you want to be part of the Titans membership, part of the Legion, pretty simple. You just jump on their website. You can feel the energy this NRL season as a Gold Coast Titans member. Titans.com.au. Uh, let's have a quick look at the uh, Friday night match between the Dragons and the Warriors. Ben Hunt has been named to play despite, what, just 48 hours after backing up after State of Origin. And, of course, there's the fact he's asked for an immediate release, wants to get the hell out of Dodge too. So interesting to see what will happen. I can't imagine Ben Hunt playing. He will do everything in his power not to breach his contract, but he's got to sit down and talk to the Dragons hierarchy there. So that's Friday night. Uh, down at Wynn Stadium. Uh, then we have a look at the sunny coast Saturday afternoon. The Dolphins and the Eels. The big game here and the big gun here. Felice Kafusi comes back from suspension. Uh, we see Sean O'Sullivan, too, has been named in the reserves for the first time since his pec injury. Uh, he's a chance to come into the 17 before kickoff. And Jeremy Marshall King, too, he's been, been named after that uh, shoulder injury. So uh, we'll find out where the Dolphins sit. They've got a few to come back from origin. But the big signing, uh, the big, yeah, well, the big signing, they were getting Josh Kerr back next year from the Dragons. But he was granted an immediate release, and he comes straight into uh, the Dolphins' side. It's a new-look interchange. Uh, we see Braden McGrady making his club debut. He scored 10 tries in 11 games in reserve grade. Uh, so we see him come through. Josh Kerr is there. Brenko Lee is out with a leg in shoe. And Val Meninga will come in for the Dolphins against the Eels. That's Saturday afternoon. We then turn our attention to the Broncos. Sunday afternoon, the 2 o'clock game at Suncorp Stadium. It's the local derby against the Titans. Kurt Capewell, he is going to be out of action for a couple of weeks now. We know the buys uh, coming back-to-back -back almost for the Broncos, so he, he's not going to play again until round 20. He's got a quad issue, so Kurt Capewell is back. So is Selwyn Cobbo. He's been named to play despite that hit pointer. Can't, can't play State of Origin tonight, but has been named to play on Sunday afternoon against the Titans. Uh, all the Origin full, uh, origin uh, rep players have been named. So Payne Haas, Patrick Carrigan, Tom Flegler and Reese Walsh. Uh, they are expected to play. It's a couple of days. Trevor Gilmeister always tells me it's easy to back up a couple of days after Origin rather than three or four because that's when the DOMS, the delayed onset muscle soreness, kicks in. You know, you're always sore a couple of days after the gym. What are you looking at me that for? DOMS, yeah, that's what it's called, yeah. Uh, and Kieran Foran is back at 5'8 for the Titans. He missed a month, didn't he, with that toe issue, that foot issue? 
It sees Jaden Campbell uh, move back to the interchange. David Fafita, he's expected to return. Obviously, he missed out through uh, concussion round 15, but uh, coming back after Origin as well. Tino, Mo Fudawaka, they are named to back up AJ Brimson. He should be right, even though he's Queensland's 18th man. All right, there we go. That's all we've got time for today. Uh, thanks for your company. Titans.com.au is how you become a Titans member. But keep it locked here on SENQ all day. Our origin call tonight, it is going to be epic. Back tomorrow for a special origin wrap-up show. All I can say is go Queensland.